0: Welcome back to another episode of The Black Circle. I am so excited today to have James joining me, James Mercer. Thank you. Who is the founder of Tape, and we're going to get into Tape and what it's all about and the creation of it. But how how are you today, James? How's everything going? I'm
1: good. I'm good. I've um, been a very busy start of the year. Um, crazy year last year, <laughs> so this year I'm expecting it to be even more crazy, which um, I guess is a good thing in some ways
0: it's definitely a good thing and just so what's some of the things that are coming up that we can expect what's what's happening for you
1: so um happening for me in general i would say i've got a lot of other projects going on Mm -hmm. but there's nothing i can really reveal yet until it starts to come to fruition but the number one thing i'll say is the pivot with with tape Mm -hmm. um that pivot is going to be quite a big one it's quite a significant one mm-hmm. we're gonna go uh gonna flip it backwards instead of it being something that's gonna monetize later on uh, we're gonna monetize earlier on
0: yes and so. I know we had yeah. a conversation about this uh, yeah. a little earlier and we are yeah. definitely gonna get into it but what I kind of like to do is for the audience is kind of dig into you your story and just basically paint the picture and the journey of kind of what brought you to where you are today so yeah let's get into it so tell me like where where did the story begin for james
1: story begins in <laughs> croydon uh you know about over 30 years ago <laughs> i'm gonna <don't know laughs> go to much details like you know a long time ago a long time ago so um i grew up in croydon um went to school all over south london um, in terms of primary um went to secondary school in croydon again and I went to whilst I was in secondary school, I went to school for a year in Ghana right. as well to London of course to work um I studied sociology so um afterwards I wanted to i don't know what to i didn't know what to do with a sociology deg- sociology degree mm-hmm. so um I did a few modules where we were studying about um public relations, so I knew I wanted to get into that marketing in general um I happened to get into public relations um as soon as I got back to London. Um through a lot of um create creative ways of getting my way into the industry and um yeah um I've been working in public relations companies marketing companies um uh advertising companies um you know just all around the marketing um uh spectrum um for coming on around um thirteen years now, maybe more um and I've been working in social media within those companies in general, which um, got me to the idea of tape in the first place. So I've had the pleasure of working on some of the largest brands in the world um, for some of the largest agencies in the world as well, some of the most prestigious agencies as well. So it's allowed me to have a, a decent network um, and build my, build a decent career.
0: So I come from an agency background as well. Um I've worked in kind of like uh advertising agency media agencies for I would say about 9 years now. Um and I know the environment. Yeah. I know how how it is. Um and so my question to you would be how did you navigate these spaces as as a black person? Do you think there are any kind of disparities or anything that's kind of hold that could hold you back?
1: Um so what I would say is um coming into the industry at the start uh, from, the, from the beginning it was it's very different to how it is now um, I think they're probably a bit more used to having um, like black people around mm-hmm. um, having you know, people of colour um, like different types of people in agencies at this moment in time um, but it's not at a senior level shall junior. I say it's very much at a junior level so I remember coming in um, you no, know, this argument was made. Um, the first argument would be like, "Oh, let's get more interns in." But I don't. You know, I, I, there's, there are a lot of people that have been in there for a long time, like yourself and myself. So it's not. You no, know, it, it's got to the point whereby, you no, know, uh, it's a bit different now. Yeah. You know, so I think um, I wouldn't necessarily say. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to blow our trumpet too much we've probably made quite a difference
0: right in what sense
1: um so i'll say at the start you had to it was more of a what's the word um like code code switching
0: mm-hmm. oh yes yeah yeah, yeah we're all code too familiar switch. with code switching
1: at the start so i think as time's gone on um code switching isn't as necessary mm-hmm. so now it's more of a more of a value if you're able to be your authentic self and show your agency how to communicate with the youth or a lot of people that do have the same background as yourself. Mm -hmm. So as that's been more understanding or that's been more understood in agencies, I think agencies have started to change their approach. But there's still a lot of work to do, Mm -hmm. um, of course, but I think things have changed the
0: different yeah agreed um if i cast my mind back i when i entered it was 2015 and now we're here in 2024 um and yeah there, there certainly is more people in these spaces that look like you and i but i think again as you touched on um at kind of c-suite executive suite it just it's not existing and i think there really is a bit of a barrier and the question is to why is that still there? And so for somebody like you, who's creating your own thing, I think that's super important um, to create these spaces.
1: It's true. The thing is is like um, uh, is, I feel like it comes down to the question of um, whether people have to create their own thing or whether people can um, climb up within the systems that are already there. Um, I feel like when that glass barrier hits, people do think, you know, I just need to create my own thing. Right. And I support that. Reason being because it's like the only way to like actually authentically create the kind of campaigns that you really do want to create Mm -hmm. and that the clients actually do want. And it helps out with people that are in the system that's already created because they have to now follow those people that are created have created their own thing and make campaigns that are similar to what those people have created. Right. And from when they're following that, it will make things easier for Black people to be able to work in agencies and create the kind of content that they always dreamed of creating in the first place.
0: More authentically, exactly. Yeah, and so um, as I, again, I'm saying about you know you create your own thing. I think it's really important because I, I did a little bit of research and I know that some of your team are operating in Ghana, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. So maybe let's talk a little bit about, about your challenges there and how you've incorporated that and working from here.
1: Yeah. So, um, the work ethic in Ghana, just in general terms, is how people work. Um, and the culture, the work culture, so the work ethic, the work culture is very different to the work culture here. Mm-hmm. Like naturally, it means a different country, of course, isn't it? Um, so for me, I've had to get used to that and learn it, you know, as much as I can say, okay, um, you know, going to school there or my parents or blah, blah, blah. It doesn't necessarily mean that I know mm-hmm. like how it's like or you know, lived what it, it. is, yeah. lived it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I had to do, do the trial by fire. That <laughs> makes sense. So I've got, I would say um, I've, I've been through a lot of stuff. Um, I've got to understand a lot of uh, the red flags.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've got to understand a lot of the green flags. So um, I've been able to, um, you know, navigate to the point now, Um, I, we're working with a very good team in Ghana at this moment in time that knows exactly how to do it. And they work really hard. And um, I would say I'm, I'm really happy and hopeful as to what is going to happen um what's come around the corner. Amazing. Based on that, yeah. Yes, Definitely.
0: I love that. And then, you know, when we were speaking about, okay, the spaces and the agency spaces over here, but equally what are some of the if there are any issues that you've experienced, you know, as an entrepreneur as a black entrepreneur yeah. navigating the spaces that you have?
1: Um loads. Uh first of all, um black entrepreneurs, black commonly uh get the least funding. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's just it's, it's just known. So um, that restricts growth, uh, you know, um, in terms of like it being as fast as you would want it to be as um, your counterparts, your white counterparts, should I say. Um, however, it's not impossible. Um, you can get funding, you can bootstrap it, you can make it happen yourself. So it's just a lot of, um, you know, uh, things that are potential hurdles that, you have to kind of work your way around to be able to overcome mm-hmm. um I already have the belief that okay um things may be harder things may be difficult but um I've only got two options I either work hard and get through it or I just be sad exactly i um, yeah. <laughs> I just choose the you know the working hard it doesn't matter if I'm jaded at the end mm-hmm. it's a better option than just not doing anything
0: and I think that pulls in the conversation of motivation, right? And I think for a lot of um, startups or if you're, you know, you're a startup or if you're well in transition of your, of your entrepreneurial journey, motivation is really key. And so how, what, what are the things that keeps you motivated and how do you stop yourself from the burnout?
1: Um, I burn out all the time. Mm. First of all, I say that I burn out all the time. Um, uh, I know when I'm about to burn out. Um, there's sometimes where I know I'm about to burn out and I'll just take a break, uh, you know, like that's the best. If I take a break before I'm about to burn out, I can get back into it, get into the swing of things. Sometimes there's just too much going on. Yeah. So I know that, OK, I'm just going to have to finish this and then burn out. Right. <laughs> OK,
0: so you're like, I'm just going to walk through fire yeah. and then we'll deal with it afterwards. Yeah. OK. So when you're at that point, you're like, OK, I'm, gonna, I'm really struggling here. And this is the burnout. It's coming up. What type? What tools do you have where you you replenish yourself and you can fill yourself back up?
1: Um, I have to say, if, though, it's different tools. So some people will say a holiday, yes. you know, and that's <laughs> holidays to get away. Um, me, I like to engage in escapism. Mm-hmm. So escapism for me is just being in my own space, okay. and um, probably bingeing a box set or something like that. You know, That just going into something that's just not my life just getting away from life then when i get back into life like i just feel a bit different or even like escapism could be a book Mm -hmm. or you're something just to get lost in something and come back into the world afterwards
0: you sound very like introvert is your energy more introvert than extrovert do you do you need to to recharge be alone or do you need to be yeah exactly i'm i'm
1: i come across (laughs) as an extrovert right but i'm actually an introvert
0: I'm very similar with that so that's why I picked up on I was like I just need to just leave me alone <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then I can give more what I've kind of like filled yeah. up by myself so yeah. you know, I hear you on that I hear yeah. you on that that's yeah. Exactly how, yeah. yeah Um. and so okay so we're talking about burnout a lot but let's go back to the motivation yeah. what are some of the things in life whether it's um, personal whether it's I don't know if you have children but um, what are some of the things that keep you going family yeah
1: Um. definitely family Um. definitely Um. I would say like just my future what I want to leave behind Mm -hmm. if I want to make the world a better place after me I don't necessarily want to just like uh this sounds a bit weird but I don't want to live life and be forgotten Mm -hmm. it's just just strange right Uh, so I want to I want to leave my mark I want to show that I was here I want to put graffiti on this (laughs) world however someone wants to describe it but that is partially my motivation but um uh the other motivation is just um just creating something that is actually useful that people actually use. Like, I'm of the belief that there are so many things in this world that haven't been created yet. Mm, yeah, so many. Like, um, there are so many problems to solve, and when people do solve these problems, they can make quite a lot of money out of it. But I don't, I just feel like there's, there's just so many spaces, there's so many gaps, and I just want to just get in the fill as many of them as i can
0: fill 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 the spaces with your own creativity yeah yeah with tape so let's let's jump into it um and tape let's where do we begin with it
1: tape yeah so tape actually came to me as i did like ages ago whilst i was working in social media mm-hmm. and um part of it is because i saw like social media is a cruel place yes. so like i've just seen people like working i've seen people getting absolutely destroyed it's absolutely cancelled and yeah yeah maybe was just mention cancelled just if someone says something stupid on a comment the comments that come afterwards i've just i've just seen people get absolutely rinsed yep and some people can take it some people can't sometimes them get rinsed is funny sometimes they get rinsed it's not funny they say something it's
0: really brutal bad. yeah
1: it's, it's absolutely brutal so through that i thought how can i make the social media platform that's just a bit more authentic and that's why when the idea came with me came to me to make a social media platform about using the voice, mm-hmm. it just it just hit it just hit so I feel like you kind of get even like us speaking now, mm-hmm. you can hear our intonation, you can hear uh what we think, you can hear like um how we're trying to come across it's just it's just a lot better and then uh i'm I know that we're in an age whereby you know our attention spans are not what they used to be, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. My attention span is quite small as well. So therefore, I just thought, okay, 90 seconds, you know, we've we'll, we done research what time it is, but 90 seconds is a good time for someone to have to get their point across. And then, it's also, um, you know, it's it's not too long where you're looking at it and saying, okay, this is a podcast. And, oh, I, I don't <laughs> want to listen to this whole the time.
0: Just tune out.
1: Talking, Yeah, <laughs> just tune out. So that's the, that's the cutoff point. So tape, um, initially, the idea is a social media platform based off for, for voice notes that have 90, uh, 90 seconds. However, um, as I mentioned earlier, creating a social media platform in this day and age, um requires a lot of money. Um, not only it requires a lot of money, um, it doesn't make profit. It doesn't make money um, for at least like a year or so, mm-hmm. you know, because you're trying to build up your audience. And nobody wants to be on a platform that's just spamming them with um, what do you call it um, adverts everywhere, and like from early, so uh, it's quite difficult. So that's where I start to think, you know, I can't necessarily expect people to just fund something that's not making any money for a long period of time, especially in this day and age, right. whereby you know there's cost of living crisis, this that is here every day, they're, they're everywhere. You know, people do have money to do it. Don't get me wrong. That could happen. No, it can. But I just much prefer this pivot that we've made at this moment in time because it just makes a whole load of sense. So we're going to go backwards instead. Um, So one of the ideas of tape, the monetization of tape, was that um, there will be sponsored topics. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, um, the topic section in tape itself is the explore section whereby people can go on there to see what people are talking about. So, for example, if people are talking about um, the Black Circle podcast, hey.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it will be up there and people can get involved and have conversations and say, oh, I really like what that person said. That was really cool. And after that would just be a whole thread of people just talking about, you know, that, that episode. The, yeah, the yeah. topic in general. Mm. And the sponsor topics would be topics that will go on top. So it could be, for example, um, a uh, a car company or let's say, let's say a, a company that makes sandwiches or something like that. Or no, let me get something better. So a company that makes mm-hmm. cheese. Right. Yeah? And they, they want people to review their cheese. So they're able to like target people that they know would be buying that cheese and they'll be able to just say, um, yeah, uh, like I really liked it or I didn't really like it or something like that. But in flipping it, we decided instead of us going straight for those sponsored topics, we're just going to create a platform that's going to go directly to the business owner, a B2B platform, and we'll ask that cheese company to use their CRM to give them voice notes. Or their CRM will use their customer base that they already have, um, their database, to give them voice notes that are it's going to give them feedback on that product that they've released. Right. Because they already have that um, uh, customer base already. They already have that database. So it will be a widget that they can put even on their website, they can put it on a specific website that would that's for answering those questions. They can give them incentive to answer those questions. And then the fact that it's voice notes means it's just a lot easier for them to provide that feedback. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it is qualitative feedback too. Instead of them having to type it and think, you know, this is long to type, they could just go ahead and just speak and just say it.
0: Very easily. So in, in simpler terms, is it more like a more intelligent kind of feedback is, is basically what we're you're creating here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. More of an intelligent feedback tool. Um, there'll be a lot more to it in the future. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Um, but this is how we um, begin in general. And that's the phase one of it. The phase two of it is uh, we hope to add um, a voice note feed for these companies as well. So the voice note feed is something that will be um, another widget will be like a comment section that you can put on your website mm-hmm. And then you'll have people that just leave their comments on there and you'll be the people will be able to go on there and look at those comments. So when I'm saying it it doesn't necessarily have to be just the Cheese company no, that's
0: obviously. doing their own, <laughs> you know,
1: doing it. It could be uh a publishing company, it could be like a a, a newspaper that's getting feedback on stories or getting or a radio station getting
0: um that, feedback. In in real time. Yeah, in real right, time. Right, right, okay. And they can
1: take those voice notes and put it On the show.
0: That's so interesting. I can just imagine, and I am, and by no means do I read or anything with the Daily Mail, but could you imagine some of the conversations that could be happening? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I I guess it could be used for good or for evil.
1: (laughs) Uh, I guess so. But at the same time, so this this is what they can do. This is what they can do. So if it's one of these blogs or whatever, they could get these voice notes that they're receiving. And then we'll be able to create a template that they can post it directly to their social media platforms. Right. Mm-hmm. So then after people will be able to see what other people have to say about the topics that they're posting about. Then because people want to get involved in that conversation and respond to what that person just said about that topic in that conversation, it's going to drive people to their website, to their own channel. Right. Driving more traffic to their own channel, which in turn is going to increase their ad revenue that they receive from their own channel
0: can you okay so, the yeah, hits that
1: they're receiving. Yeah. so it's benefiting them in many many ways so let's see we're going
0: and so there is obviously a conversation a bigger conversation that's happening now around ai yeah and the misuse of it and you know i guess the benefits of it what would be your concerns with a platform like tape and the ai conversation
1: so AI would be able to help in terms of filtering um bad language.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it would be able to help in terms of like now artificial intelligence can provide um uh captions um uh you know for the for the actual um product. And captions is what will be used for um search engine optimization. So when they're searching for what people are saying, they can t- type in a certain word and they can find how many people said that in the voice note. Um AI could also be used um to uh, just, I think I think it, it, in this case AI is actually quite a positive. It, it can, there's so many things that it can be, it can add to it. Mm-hmm. So when the algorithm um, actually comes, when it gets to the point whereby we pivot it back again to making it a social media app, and that's if we do that, saying that as well.
0: Okay, why is it if?
1: Um, because we're just going to follow what how... what people yeah, see, what people feel, see what the market says, how the market responds to this. Um, but at that point, if your AI is best used. To create the algorithms that people actually want to see. Mm-hmm. So instead of create so I would say right now, the best algorithm you can actually find for me personally would be on TikTok. Okay. Um I wouldn't say that Instagram or all the other ones have as good as an algorithm. They're still quite a distance away from having an algorithm as good as TikTok.
0: What's what what's the main differences with like the TikTok algorithm and the Instagram algorithm?
1: So the TikTok algorithm algorithm, um, you, if you go on TikTok right now, mm-hmm. I don't think you'll be on it for like five minutes. I think you'll be in it for a pretty long time.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I call it the TikTok hole. Yeah. Where if I know I'm going to open TikTok, I know I'm going to be at least minimum of half an hour, and you're just scrolling yeah. and scrolling and scrolling. You're so right. Whereas opposed to Instagram, it's like uh, ten minutes. So I'm back off of it. Yeah. So, but what what is the pull there? What's the?
1: Um, I think partly is because the content on TikTok as well is quite authentic Mm -hmm. so you feel like you're actually engaging with the person even if it's the same thing posted on instagram it just feels a lot more like the person's on the stage whereas a tiktok you feel like the person's in your room do you know i mean it's a bit more of a it's a lot different so um i feel like there's that there's that first of all that bit there's that part of it and the other part of it is just their technology and what they've done um in terms of like being able to actually know what you like and be able to pick up on what content you've been looking at, um, how long you've been looking at it um, and what you and what you respond to. Um, they're just, they're better at that. Um, I say Instagram's catching up but they're still quite way away. Um, They'll still serve you with images and stuff like that that y- you might like and a lot of times you might see an image, you might see something, a headline and you're just thinking, you know I, I can't be bothered. It's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just has a completely different feel to it um, and also Instagram is still quite polished so... And it's always going to be that way. Instagram's always going to be polished. So it being that polished, um, the barrier of entry for creating content on Instagram is quite high. Mm-hmm. So therefore people are going to take their t- People are not going to post every day on Instagram. They're going to post quite infrequently because they want to make sure that everything they do post is of a certain level. Yeah. Whereas TikTok, people don't necessarily care. Someone might be posting a get ready with me video and they're in their bathroom. Yeah. And you're seeing them just <laughs> going to...
0: It's less filtered it feels a little bit more authentic it feels younger a bit more exciting than instagram um instagram at the moment is just so kind of ad heavy and everything's targeted at you to buy and yeah so tiktok definitely has a different feel to it um is is facebook and twitter still a part of the conversation i love twitter by the way i absolutely that's my favorite social media what's twitter (laughs) you're
1: talking about x now they can't. Do.
0: Oh. Oh my goodness. X I, it's always going to forever yeah. be Twitter for me. It's
1: Twitter for me as well. It's yeah. Twitter for me as well. But now the reason why I say that is because like um um Twitter um I feel like it has a different feel to it now is called X and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And the reason why people will still always be using Twitter is because it's the number one place to talk about um trending topics. Right. So also at the same time, um if you think about it, the power of this platform is um so say like last year, a few years ago, I don't know um when um there were there's people in the parliament that, that resigning their jobs mm. and they're all doing it on Twitter. Yes, that's a very powerful platform. Yeah, very powerful platform. And there isn't another platform that people do that on.
0: I know Instagram had a shot at doing threads, and it doesn't seem to quite have taken off. Yeah. And I feel like with Instagram, they sometimes get a bit greedy. Let's do something similar to Snapchat. Let's do something similar similar to Reels and Stories and Threads, and it's like
1: mm-hmm. the Meta is um is just like they would try to emulate it. No, they would try to take it over themselves mm-hmm. by themselves. They can't buy it. They'll just emulate it, um, which is just in a very it's a very aggressive um, business tactic, should I say? Um, they I know they've been doing um, depositions um, lately of um, yeah. Of um Mark Zuckerberg and the right, yeah. and the owner of TikTok as well. And they've been quite aggressive, they've been quite brutal, should I say. Um I saw Mark Zuckerberg had to apologize to um people's parents and stuff for their usage of the social media rap and how the social media rap has affected them. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was quite brutal. I've, i I looked at it and I saw Mark Zuckerberg apologise and I don't know if this is for me to say, but I actually felt quite sorry for it. Oh,
0: I mean, if we, we are yet to find out what the long-term implications are for social media use, right? And so I don't have any children, but I, I think I would be very wary about what they're consuming. And I know that's a huge topic of conversation for parents. And so it's, I, I don't, I think maybe he's getting ahead of the curve because maybe he knows. I don't know. The
1: thing is, um, what you're saying is a fact. Social media usage has changed the world. Mm. and um a lot of it is in a negative way no maybe most of it is in a negative way however um it's not really going anywhere
0: no it's not going
1: anywhere so it's more of a thing of we need to get ahead of social media rather than stop it altogether Mm. because if you think about it there are so many stories there are so many things there are so many stuff that we would never know unless people shared it on social media Mm mm-hmm um and, and this is directly from the source before if you want to get any information it has to go through some filters or something else before we actually find through, out the through, information through the
0: main press through yeah. the main media yeah. news publications
1: so mm-hmm. yeah not saying not saying the main news publications don't have power today they still do mm. however um social media um you know makes it have to be more authentic and now it's got to the point whereby people are like saying um, you know." to to fact check fake news and all this sort of yeah. stuff there in the past if there was fake news
0: you should never know you would never know it would just, just be all very
1: yeah we'll go straight through and everyone will just see it as real news
0: but i mean you say that but i think there still needs to be a level of media training for people and i don't know if that happens in the schools i don't know where that happens but a lot of people can't look at something and realize even if it's a skip some people are really invested, like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. But actually it's a skit. It it's it didn't even happen. Yes.
1: Um
0: and it's such and you said earlier it, it can it's being used not for the best purposes, but on the other side, I think it's a double edged sword. What? I think on the other side of that it's um so much we're in this this era of knowledge and information and I think it's opened up so much for us to kind of have autonomy over the content that we're putting out yeah also the content that we're um digesting but on the flip side of that i think it can also create echo chambers so we're never really right we're never really getting the other side of
1: i'm saying um that's where facebook um went wrong right because facebook was like the number one place for echo chambers when it Mm. first started so um when it came to people only heard their own voice you would never think that people were thinking differently from you. Right. So um, I think uh, Twitter uh, kind of went against that, but it went against it in such an aggressive way to the point whereby people are just shouting at each other mm. and, no, and they're just blocking each other. No one's really listening to each other. So no one's really captured that thing. Um, I would say my plans for tape definitely captures that yes. as to what we're going to do, like how to get people to actually listen to people that they disagree with and to actually go back and forth and actually listen to what they're actually saying. Um, However, I feel in social in general, um, there is a way, there is is quite a way for the other social media platforms to be able to handle that and to be able to deal with it because of the culture of the platforms and how they are already. Mm. And I don't think they can just all of a sudden overnight just change the culture of those platforms and make people start listening to each other and actually start engaging and and talking and having Mm. a conversation. Um, one thing I've actually noticed actually, this is just giving the game away a bit, you know. Um a lot of these um social media platforms or these social media channels, um, they just post, they just post provocative content. Right. It may not clickbait, necessarily right? yeah, clickbait. Yep. It may not necessarily mean that they actually care about that. They post provocative content. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just get people in the comments talking and saying things, and then after this, you'll see there'll be one or two comments that are made that are quite extreme yes. in order to get a reaction. Yeah you click on that profile and you'll see the profile literally has like no followers, no things, it's just a fake profile. I believe some of these profiles are actually owned by whoever created the page.
0: Ah. So are we talking bots here? Or... Yeah, I guess but, so. yeah, so. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, if you get a conversation going... Mm. On your page, <laughs> you know what I mean, and you're always going your comment page. People going to start, you know. Of
0: course, because when around. you monetize, um, now that the, the kind of the blue ticks on Twitter and things like that, yeah. they can monetize from that. So obviously, it, yeah. it, it it we're almost in this era where outrage sells. No, yes. like we are in the era. We're not almost yeah. in it. We're definitely yeah. in that. It, it, you know, so we've that we've been in that era for we've, well now. <laughs> we we <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. have, and so. Oh, it's exhausting. You've got a president out of that. Oh, oh my, we did. We yeah. might have a president. Couple. Well, not again, we, but the world. America. That's their America. problem. No.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but again, you know, yeah. it, we see that this is the thing that is selling and it used to be sex and now it's fear and now it's outrage. And I think that's just such a sad state of affairs. But yes. I hope tape kind of addresses some of this and yeah. changes this.
1: So with tape, like of a voice note, you're not, it's not the, it's not the image. Right. So you're not looking at the car, you're looking at what's underneath the bonnet. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? I like
0: that analogy, yeah. yeah.
1: You see? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, you know, with the voice is that you can create um, viral content that's coming from your mind wherever you are. So therefore it kind of alleviates all of that imagery. and There's a
0: freeness in there. of it yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know what I mean? So, you know, um, and as well, I think people have an affinity to people's voices mm-hmm. and being able to, and um, being able to capture someone from their voice, through your voice, is, I think, a lot more of an endearing thing. And there's a lot more of a genuine endearing, that genuinely endearing thing mm. than your image, your person or whatever. I, I just think that it is quite, it's something that's quite powerful. Yeah, agreed. Like, for example, I know a lot of people probably used to listen to Jenny Francis.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. A lot
1: yes, of people so don't it. know how Jenny Francis looks like. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So people just really like her voice that's a, that's a perfect example
0: it's a perfect example and it's the voice is so emotive and like you said personal um yeah i, I really like that analogy i love it okay so also tape where how did you come up with the
1: the, the, name? the name yes uh so uh i would say she your name i was thinking about chmv
0: yeah know? his master's voice yeah yeah
1: and they had like the gramophone as their uh, logo. Yeah. No one uses gramophones phones anymore, you know, do you know what I mean? So, I was thinking about it, no one uses tapes anymore, do they? Very retro. Yeah, it's <laughs> retro, isn't it? So I thought, you know, it's how someone records, you know, it's like, you know, it's a tape, they're taping and recording themselves. So I thought, okay, um, why not just name it tape in that case? Um, I actually got the idea, I was talking to my brother about it, he actually gave me the idea about, about a tape in general. And then, um the spelling, um, is just purely for SEO purposes. If you type in T A Y P, there is no other, there's nothing else that's going to come up.
0: Very smart.
1: Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Of course. And uh, the logo, no, not the slogan, is if you've got something good to say, put it on tape. So, yeah, it all runs.
0: I love that, and it's just. An, I don't know how old you are. I'm not gonna. Don't or we don't need to. You know, <laughs> but it's just a nod to this time before social media. Yeah. And I like how you've tied it in with kind of social media and everything they're doing. I know it's not going to start off social media now, but how you've all tied it in. It's just. It's. It's a nice kind of round circle.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um. Like. Um. It, it, I, I do hope it does remind people of time before social media, because there was a time before social media whereby, you know, you had to really. Create your own fun. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean really create your own fun. And where about people be in rooms and they're actually like having conversations and chatting instead so of just like Ooh.
0: scrolling yeah. and I miss that. Yeah. I really do miss that. What what did that look like for you?
1: Um <laughs> Oh I don't know. I, I it's a thing of like um so I would say um growing up I had I had um quite a lot of siblings. I, I have a load I've got loads of cousins. Um and we just spent a lot of time just like making like just making our fun, making that.
0: playing outside. Like, yeah, playing outside. Yeah.
1: Even if we're not playing outside, right. we can we're so creative that we can make things up inside. Yes. That, you know, I could we could create a like say if we saw tennis on telly, we'll create a tennis court in the house. In a small corridor, and
0: probably out of nothing as yeah, well, right? Out of just
1: string, and <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Make a tennis racket out of wood, a tennis racket out of something or whatever, and a ball out of a, a paper, a plastic bag or something. Yeah. Like that. like we are just creative. We're just so much more creative than I suppose kids have to be now.
0: I think there's a different conversation about um, being creative and between the generations because. The kids today, they're they're doing some awesome things on TikTok and creating it through that lens. Whereas we was very much, what's the, how would I explain it? We we're more um, physical with our yep. creating, and they're more yep. digital. And I think that's the difference between us. I'm not, I don't think it's.
1: That's true.
0: I don't want to take anything away from that that's generation. True. That's true.
1: That's true. I didn't really think of it that way to most of you, but what I would say is, um, if like the fun we made when we were younger, the older, the younger generation would probably say. How to have fun? I mean, you haven't got anything. <laughs> you have to make a TikTok video out of it. And you'll be like, "Oh, oh that's, that's a long really long good long. idea." Yeah, but that's part of the reason why a lot of the fun that younger children, that children have nowadays, is probably of a higher quality than what we have when we were younger, mm-hmm. because they're able to get this advice to like really like clean up like everything. Yeah, like for example, I was talking to some of my friends that are girls. And they were mentioning, like, when they were in school, um, their makeup was, like, not good.
0: Yeah, because they didn't have a tutor to say, this yeah. is how you do your makeup. Yeah. And,
1: well, and it was I know, very I normal. Think there's
0: something fun in the trial and error of it all and not being perfect. Because on the flip side, again, I keep talking about these double edged swords. On the flip side of that, there's so much pressure now for kids to have like the best proms and the best this and it's like we didn't care we just rocked up and we still it still worked out for us you know i'm a proud millennial and i kind of had (laughs) one foot in both camps so the world before social media and growing up with social media and so um i I kind of feel grateful for that i think it's a different different level of stress (laughs)
1: but definitely um but we're faced with a big responsibility right that, um, you know, we're not at the age, I feel like we're, we're almost at the age where people in our generation are going to have to be like leaders. Mm-hmm. And I say leaders, I don't mean leaders of companies. I mean we're the adults of now. Countries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like actual like leaders. Actual yeah. leaders. And when we're doing that, we have to, we're in a position whereby we have to shape the world. Mm-hmm. And it's not that far away. And how does that look like? And I don't think we know how that looks like at this point in time. There's so much things that have changed and we're in a completely different paradigm. Um, How we approach everything has to be thought of in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I think um, there are people that are thinking about that but I don't think there's enough people thinking about that. You know, I think um, we're just barely thinking about how do we get through to tomorrow and right. deal to tomorrow.
0: Survival mode. A lot of people yeah. in survival mode, especially yeah. with the cost of living, the exactly. political landscape. There's just so many things. And this is why I go back to like the conversation of burnout and, and, you know, the best ways that we can kind of protect ourselves, especially as black people, when we have that extra layer, um, on top of, on top of us, you know, yeah. that conversation.
1: I would say the conversation you said earlier about Ghana, regarding yes. Ghana, mm-hmm. I think, um, I think people from the diaspora that are going to Ghana, visiting Ghana a lot, like yourself and myself, mm-hmm. um, we are doing it with a thought of thinking quite a few steps ahead and what is going to happen um, over there and the rest of Africa too. Absolutely. However, um, there are a lot of people in Ghana who who probably don't see much hope, and there's probably people in the diaspora here as well and in America and that sort of thing that don't see much hope either. So. It's the kind of thing is I do encourage people to like investigate what they can do in Africa as well, just to see, like, you know, what they can get out of it. And I don't necessarily mean just the diaspora; I just mean anybody because there's a lot going on there.
0: It's incredible. I went for the first time uh, last year, and it's people have these really silly misconceptions about Africa in general. And so, just to see such a, and I know they still have their problems and their struggles, but just to see such a vibrant landscape. Um, there's a lot of business happening out there, there's a lot yeah. of money out there. Um, and so that's really encouraging. But my worry and my concern is, when we look at things like Death in December, yeah. people go out there and they bring their like UK mentality. Yeah. And it's like, just have a level of respect for, of course. you know.
1: It's, the thing is, um, my perspective of that is, it's not really going to last, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's not going to last because um, they have like their own culture, if <laughs> that makes sense. And eventually that's going to kick in. And when it kicks in, a lot of people will have a surprise like, whoa, this is what they think about us, or this is yeah. what it is. You know? So, um, like, things will change. I say, like, um, when there's new governments, when there's new this, when they do that, things will change. Some things will get worse. Some things will get better. Um, some things will get leveled down to the ground. But the thing is, the difference is in Africa is that, that not everything is done. Like, everything's done here and in, you know, in other countries and that sort of stuff. There are so many problems that can be solved. And solving those problems, there's a lot of money to be made. And in solving those problems, there'll be a lot of things that will come that will frustrate you, that will just completely make you want to give up. But that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you don't get past those barriers, you're never going to get to that point whereby you are very comfortable from solving that problem. So I think, um, you know, people just need to take that step and, you know, you know take that risk and... See how it works out for them. Yeah, and you know, I know a lot of people that are discouraged, um, but you know, uh, <laughs> he persevered. You, yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. I'll, I'll be, I'll be encouraging them to let like that.
0: Hundred <laughs> <Yeah>. percent, definitely. <laughs> um, and you touched on something earlier where you said you want to write your name in graffiti that you was here, yeah. and so that touches on legacy. So, what's yeah. the legacy for Jane's? I don't know
1: yet. You don't know yet. But let's see. Let's, let's see. see. I just know that, it, yeah. It'll be different.
0: It'll be different. And just to close out, and I always like to do this with each of my guests, I want to talk about values um, and a value for your personal life and a value for your professional life. They can just be one word and just kind of why that carries you through.
1: Sure. Okay, um, values. Uh, I say one value for my professional life is tenacity. Um, no matter what happens, you just got to keep going. Um, I feel like in those moments whereby you want to give up, if you keep going, that's the difference. That's that's my perception. Mm-hmm. It's just different because once you're able to stretch yourself, you start to find out what you're really made of. Then you start to think, you know what? I'm actually, I can actually do a lot more than I thought I could do. Um, for my personal life, I would say... Um, uh, empathy
0: lovely word yeah. yeah
1: just to you know try to understand people mm-hmm. more and take a step back and just think about you know what perception that somebody else is coming from when they're saying it to you I feel like when you understand somebody else's perception or you understand what drives somebody else it just makes everything make sense as to why they'll make the decisions that they make it may not necessarily be done with your interest at heart however it just makes sense for them doing that Mm. so you know it it just lets you know um that what you're dealing with in general so if they do something like you're you're not heartbroken by what someone does or whatever if that makes sense so i feel like empathy and just having that perception of others and what their fears and cares are is very important for other people yeah
0: beautiful James thank you so much thank you you. that's been a really great chat and I can't wait to see where Tate goes and if you want to come back anytime please do you're more than welcome and guys obviously please do like and share and subscribe you can find us on Spotify at the Black Circle Podcast and you can also find us on Instagram at theblackcirclepodcast.com and hopefully join us next time thank you thank you